0: I'm going to take you right back to the very, very, very, very, very first day I was at ACO.
1: That's pretty far back.
0: That's a long way back, right? We're talking 1983. So anyway, <laughs> we uh, we get walked into training where we're told all the things we're meant to be told. Yep. And then one guy walks in, coolest guy I've ever met, coolest spy. He was like the head of training at the time. He walks in and he just like goes, people say that terrorism doesn't exist in Australia. I'm here to tell you, it does. Snaps his fingers, lights go out, video starts and it strips. Man, the pole dancing was spectacular. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no, it was a video on terrorism in Australia. Okay. And I was shocked because everyone thinks that terrorism really didn't happen in Australia. Oh, it's been happening for a long time. So let's have a look at some of the fun ones.
1: Okay. You're listening to I Spy, the sanitary inspector of Australian intelligence.
0: This place is a disgrace.
1: Welcome to iSpide. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm a journalist and I'm here with David Callan, who former, is an idiot. Yeah, to be I mean, I feel like we've established this yeah. time and time again.
0: We're voice artist, we're, actor, and ex spy, and her and God, God damn, they're ashamed of me. Damn, they're ashamed <laughs> of former me. Former
1: intelligence officer with ASIO. Correct. And so we're going to go back to the beginning.
0: We're going to talk about terrorism, and this is yeah. actually a listener request.
1: Is it really? Yes.
0: One of our uh, followers, the on, only follower. No. <laughs> no, we have more than one, <laughs> at least two. Yeah. Uh, one of our followers on Twitter. Twitter yep. at IcePay Podcast yep. said, "Look, can you tell us about terrorism in Australia? What's you know, was there any?" Yeah. And there was a crap ton of it. There, since Federation, there's actually been quite a lot.
1: Now, is it because that ASIO just kind of kept it under wraps?
0: Well, we can get into that. And there's actually mm. one section of what we're going to talk about today that is in, in fact, it's an episode on its own. I actually want to do it as a separate episode. But a bite size. Well, no, no, no. This is a full, full Oh, wow. Bl- this will be a full-blown. Oh, okay, cool. Right, we'll look at that later, but I'll mention it. But we go back to Broken Hill, the very first okay. terrorist incident in Australia, if you don't count, Governor Macquarie going out and actually saying, kill as many Aboriginals as you can and make them very terrified. He used the word terror in the message he gave to his officers. Yeah. But the very first recorded terrorism incident in Australia was the Battle of Broken Hill. Okay. Right. Now, the Battle of Broken Hill was on the 1st of January 1915. Now, in Broken Hill, what they would do is they would have, you'll love this, the Manchester Order of Oddfellows Picnic. Okay, right. So they'd have a picnic, and the train would go from Broken Hill to Silverton. And on that train, on that day, there were 1,200 people sitting on top of about 40 open ore cars, right? Yep. So 40, this huge train is being pulled out of Broken Hill. Now, while they're doing that, two Gans, two camel drivers, now they're from, a lot of people said they were Turkish, they Mm. weren't, they were from colonial India. They were both Muslims, so you could probably assume that they were from Pakistan. That's what part of colonial India at the time. Now it was one Bashdar Mohamed Gul, uh, who was an ice cream vendor and very famous in the town for his ice cream. Turkish ice cream is very good, by the way. It's awesome. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. Have okay, and you, you've never tried it? No. I was like, oh, ho, ho, ho, ho. Okay. dundurma, dundurma is okay. wonderful. Okay, um, is it dundurma and Mullah Abdullah? Now, Mullah Abdullah was an imam and a halal butcher. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, he'd been convicted for sheep slaughter without a license. Well, he's a halal butcher, so that's also... But he also got busted and his business was shut down by the chief sanitary inspector, Mr. Brosnan, who said, this is totally insanitary, dude. You can't do this. You're right. And he got shut down. So, New Year's Day, these two guys went out along the train line and started shooting at the train. Okay. Right now, it sounds, sounds pretty. Sounds pretty sort of like. By the way, they used the, they used the ice cream vending car to get there.
1: So okay. Literally, they're driving <laughs> along with Green Sleeves playing,
0: right? And they started shooting at the train. Yep. Instantly, two people were killed. Uh, wow. Let's let's remember them. Alma uh, Al Cowie, she was only seventeen years old, and William John Shaw, who was the foreman of the sanitary department.
1: Oh, the White. sweet irony oh, there. Oh,
0: the sweet irony. Six people were injured, but thankfully, conductor Dick Tiger Nyholm yeah, was a marksman, and he defended the train. that but- Now, keep that in mind, all you people who catch public transport. Just think, your conductor could be a marksman, but, jeez, he also could be armed. That's kind of scary. So this happens. Yep. Now, everybody first thought that it was just a like a gun salute as they drove past or perhaps it was a mock battle or maybe someone was doing target practice.
1: Yes, because no one thought that they were getting shot No, at. no, no, no.
0: But, you know, 1,200 people sitting out on the open just basically going past like ducks in a shooting yeah. gallery and these guys are taking pot shots.
1: Like shooting fish in a barrel.
0: Yeah, as soon as the conductor started returning fire, these guys uptailed and started heading out to the camel driver's camp. That's what a gun is. They're a camel driver. They start going out to the camel driver's camp. On the way there, they shot another guy who was hiding in his heart. And as they drove past, they went, oh, bang, shoot him as well. So that's the third person dead. So he died? He died. Oh. Meanwhile, the train's pulled over into a siding. The conductor has rung the police. The police have rung the local regiment. There was a, you know, we're in hmm. war, so there was an army unit there. They went out and started looking for and finally confronting these guys and, of course, there was a 90-minute shootout. During the 90-minute shootout, one person, uh, James Craig. James Craig, despite his daughter saying, Dad, there's a gunfight out there, maybe you shouldn't go chop wood, went out and chopped wood and got shot. And oh. he was the fourth victim.
1: <laughs> was he chopping wood in the middle of the gunfight? Yes.
0: Uh, no, um, not like in the middle of it, but right. he was sort of like...
1: You he could hear shots being fired, but he's like, oh, we need wood, yeah, we need honey, wood.
0: We really need this, honey. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rather you be alive, Dad, but, you know, uh, you're a choice. So in the end, uh, the gun battle ended. The both men were killed. Yeah. And, of course, they found an Ottoman Turk flag with them. So oh. immediately that's why everyone thought they were Turks. But it was a handmade, homemade sort of flag, so not really a real one. Yep. So this happens. Now, in the aftermath, this is a really interesting point. One of them had, or both assailants had notes on them. One had a note saying, I cannot stand by while the caliphate is being attacked, Alu Akbar. Really? Oh, yeah. The other one said, and this is great, yes, I too stand for the caliphate, but truly it's just a grudge against Chief Sanitary Inspector yeah. Brosnan and it is my intention to kill him first. Wow. Yeah. So basically this all was about. One guy going, We've got to protect the caliphate and the other guy going, I'm gonna shoot that guy who shut my business
1: down. Yeah. But it has it has all the hallmarks of like what we would have assumed is terrorism today.
0: Exactly. Well, it, it was a terrorist incident. Yeah. Now here's the really interesting though, I mean, they said it was a criminal incident at the time because terrorism didn't really exist. In, yeah, It existed, but we didn't call it that.
1: And they, they probably wouldn't have put the two together, re- this religious motiv- motivation.
0: Oh, no, no, they did. They totally oh, did. did they? Because what happened was The Bulletin. Now, the great magazine, The Bulletin, that had, you know, Banjo-Patterson and yep. you know, all these great writers, one of them did what's called a burlesque which we call now a satirical article, where they said the Germans took this and said that it was a regiment, a train full of troops, Mm. and instead of killing four, they killed 40, and instead of injuring seven, they injured 70, Mm. and what a great moment that our allies, the Turks, have killed all these Australian soldiers. They did it as a piece of satire. Every newspaper in the country picked that story up as legit. Okay. Right. So this is, again, I mean, when we talk about, oh, you know, fake news, this is how easy it happens. And it was happening back in 1915. Mm. So what happened was that was used. And then by the time it got overseas and the troops were reading the story overseas, they were then sending it back to their families who were then approaching the government Mm. saying, why did not you tell us that they attacked all of these troops? Now, there were never any troops. Yep. Now, a lot of the Turks actually said, well, there are obviously troops there. That's why they're foreign. They weren't innocent people. In the end, that story kept coming back in World War II, saying this is what the Germans will do. They will happily support people that will kill innocent, you know, return mm. propaganda, when the Germans never said anything like that at all. Right. Right. So there was that. The, the big practical upshot of the whole thing was that was the first terrorist incident.
1: Now, was it classified terrorist
0: No, well, no, it is classified as terrorism now.
1: Now, right,
0: but just not at the time. Now, it sounds like a movie script. Yeah. Here's the thing. It it does. It has been made into a movie.
1: I think I know what movie you're talking about. Which one? Uh, It's a recent one. Maybe not.
0: Keep going.
1: There's an Australian in it that I really, really, Richard Roxborough. Yep. Yep. What's it called?
0: I don't know. Except
1: he's trying to uncover um, gold and he meets these... Turkish, no, okay, no, maybe
0: not. No, I don't think it's the one. No. Because the only one I know about it, a couple of people have tried mm. to make it into a movie but it's never gotten up except in Turkey where yep. they made, and I love it, it's called Türk İsa Dondurma. Okay. Turkish ice cream. And it's the whole story but in it it the train is full of troops and they do do kill 40 and injure 70, right? So the Turks have taken this film and this film was made in 2019,
1: 2019. 2019.
0: So only recently.
1: And what is their perspective of the movie?
0: Their perspective in the movie is two heroes shot a lot of Australians because they were bad.
1: But they only shot three, four.
0: They only shot four and, well, only killed four and injured seven. Right. Right. So. Pretty good marksmen. Well, 1,200 people firing blind into 1,200 people. And with the gunfight, really, the only person that got shot in the gunfight, other than the two assailants was a guy who was out chopping wood, so he just got hit by a random bullet. could have been anyone who shot him. Yeah, okay. Right, so that's one. Now, we're, there's so many more okay. terrorist incidents, but I'm going to – I picked a few crazy ones. Like, I'll be honest with you. Between 1962 and 1972, 73, Yugoslav terrorism in was Australia massive. was huge, like huge, but we didn't hear a lot about it.
1: Is that because ASIO kind of kept it under wraps? Yeah,
0: right. now This is why I want to do an entire episode of this. There is there is an idea that ASIO did keep it under wraps because it was mainly right-wing terrorism. Right. So the Ustasha and the Ustasha were right-wing leaning. They were fighting communists. And back in the Cold War, well, if you're fighting communists, the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah. kind of thing. So people were like, well, that's okay. And the Ustasha were very clever because they only ever targeted Yugoslav assets. They weren't right. attacking, like blowing up a around bri- a bridge or blowing up a train or you know taking a bus or a train full of people going on a picnic. They were essentially just looking at things like Yugoslav trade officers, yep. Yugoslav tourism officers, Yugoslav. Consulates and embassies. That's what they were attacking. The one story is one guy in Petersham, uh, a Stasha member, who claims he was attacked by Yugoslav intelligence services and mm. they tried to kill him with a bomb. It turned out he actually was carrying the bomb. He was going to use it, he was going to play out the bomb. He dropped it and it went off.
1: Oh my gosh. And
0: blew his legs out from under him. Oh my gosh. And blinded him. Right? Oh. Uh, yeah, like the interesting thing is, it was like. It was bombs galore with these guys. There was just yeah. bombing going on constantly. But we're going to leap forward to the 1980s. Okay.
1: Because
0: we've had – look, there's the Hilton bombing. That's an episode all on its own. The Sydney Hilton bombing is a huge one because of the conspiracies around it. There's Russell Street and stuff like that. But in 1980, there was one, the Iwasaki Resort bombing. Ever heard of the Iwasaki no, Resort? That? It's in Yippoon. In Queensland. Right. Yapoon. It was being built by a Japanese company. Yep. And then about 2 a.m. on the 29th of November 1980, a bomb goes off, made it out. It was basically a, a fertiliser bomb. Yep. Went off at the resort, blew a seven-metre-wide, sort of like five-metre-deep crater in the middle of this resort, blew it up, boom. Right. Now, here's the thing. Panic stations everywhere. Mm. The Queensland Republican Army. (laughs) Did you realise there was a – No, see, that's a uh, – nor nor did I.
1: What was it – what do they look like?
0: Who knows? Well, they look like Queenslanders. So probably short sleeves, shorts, long socks, sandals. Forex. Yeah. um, And a really bad comb over. I don't know why it is. There's always really bad comb over. Yeah, I agree. By the way, Queensland, I have nothing against you at all. I married a Queenslander. and That's why she lives in New South Wales. So (laughs) basically what happened was – somebody blew up this resort. Now, there'd been a lot of bad vibe about this resort because it was a Japanese resort. Right. And at the time, there was a lot of ill feeling towards a- Japanese investment.
1: And when was this again?
0: 1980. 1980, right. Yeah. Is this
1: around the uh, Pauline Hansen?
0: Oh, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, no, 1980, no, no, no, no, jo Joe peterson was uh, still premier. yeah, that's so right. So it's going to yeah. get even worse. Because uh,
1: she came in just a little bit after that.
0: She came in in the sort of, I think she was mid-90s actually. Was she? Yeah, she popped up. It was around John Howard's time. Yeah. Okay. But so, um, I mean, John Howard was around at the time, but Joe B. peterson who went, oh, you, yeah, know, yeah, God, yeah. let me tell you what yep, I remember. What, did all of that. Yep. He basically went, this is an act of terrorism and must be thwarted, right? We will stop this. You know, you will not be doing this in my resort, right? <laughs> and what happened was, two guys were arrested. Okay, arrested, charged with Godness. terrorism. No, both of them were sub- subsequently released, and all charges dropped because the investigation was exceptionally dodgy. I'm sure it was. Well, it was Queensland Police, and funnily enough, in those days, it was like literally the chances of getting conviction on something like this were virtually impossible because. Essentially, these guys were grassed up. Yeah. Right. Now, whether they did it or not, we'll never know, simply because they were grassed up. And as soon as that happens, you're out. You're safe. You're done. Now, of course, I've mentioned, we mentioned Hilton bombing. We mentioned uh, there's Russell. But I'm I'm
1: confused about this one. I'm confused about this. (laughs) So was it even, how do we even know it was terrorism and it just wasn't like a mistake, just fertiliser just going off?
0: It's pretty hard to get fertilizer to detonate in that sort of sh- that <laughs> pattern, right? Because what you do is uh, let's okay. But let's, was it was
1: it what, what was the motivation? Because they people just didn't want the Japanese. People
0: didn't want Japanese people in, okay. uh, owning property. Uh, so then we're was, talking
1: right wing. There was this real groundswell
0: okay. within Queensland of the Japanese are taking over. All right, there was. A, oh yeah, but that that's been going on for a while now. Yeah, but you know, the the Japanese are taking over, the Chinese are taking over. There's always somebody taking over. Yeah. Right? There's always an excuse that somebody richer is coming in and buying up our land and we won't have control. The funny thing was when the resort finally opened about two years later, it was the locals that used it all. Because they went, oh my God, we've got to see this and see what it's like. There's footage of it, like of 1982, a news story about it. And you look at it and go, it looks a bit sad. Yeah. This looks like another resort. Yeah. And it, at that point it had the biggest swimming pool in the Southern Hemisphere. Oh, oh wow. I, I love the way they say it's the biggest thing in the Southern Hemisphere because it's essentially saying it's not the biggest pool in the world. No. But it's now laying waste. It's just literally rotting. There's, oh. It's got a Wagyu beef farm on it, which it's still running. Uh, some people are trying to... Bring it back to life, but essentially the pool is full of scum and the buildings are falling apart.
1: Oh, yeah. Well,
0: so really, you all a bit sad. You didn't need to blow it up. You could have just taken it out with time, right? You just leave it alone and it would eventually just wind down. Yeah. I don't know why Yapoon is not attractive. I've never been there. Um, but <laughs> I'm like as a I'm tourist to destination, Yapoon. I mean, I've been to Gimpy. Gimpy's all right.
1: <laughs> Yapun, I'm just trying to think. No, you no, nope. I don't think I've been yeah. there.
0: Yeah. No one does. No, no. you just go, Literally, nothing against you, Yapun. You You're probably a really nice place, and I, you know, if you'd like to invite me up to stay in a falling like
1: dilapidated hotel, dilipid- yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I've done worse. <laughs> I'm a touring comedian. I've slept in worse. Okay,
1: next, next, next, next, next.
0: So we've got the Hilton bombing, which yep. we're going to do in another episode. Yep. We've got Russell Street. We've got, of course, the Turkish consulate bombing, which is our very first episode. I think. Yes it is. Yes. Yes. You want me to uh, talk about that? I mean you don't No, I do not want to talk about that. If you want to know about that, go to episode 1. Yep. What I want to talk about is basically a terrorist. Right? This guy who was hardcore working pretty tight with the right wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy by the name of Jack van Tongren. Jack van Tongren. Jack van Tongren. Okay. Jack van Tongren who uh, interestingly enough ran a a very very very anti-Asian line in Mm -hmm. Perth, right? He tried to get involved in the whole scene and what happened was it turned out that, um, yeah, he didn't like Asians. Right, okay. Right, so what he started to do was he was blowing up restaurants. He was firebombing restaurants in Perth. The interesting thing is, he really hated Asians. Was he
1: Asian? He was part Asian. Oh, okay.
0: His his father so it was. So there's a little
1: self loathing there.
0: Yeah, I think there might have been that. His father was Indonesian or part Indonesian. Right. Dutch Javanese, as they would call it. Right. So uh, he was born in the Netherlands, moved out to Australia because his mother was Australian. Mm. Now, he ran a thing called the Australian Nationalist Movement. Yep. What they did was they would attack restaurants because they, you know, Asians out. They were very much like, they, at one time. Don't point, attack the food. The
1: food is so good.
0: Damn, I'm having it tonight. I know. I've got uh, tonight. I'm at home alone because everyone's like, if you're going to
1: pick something that you hate about a culture, it, w- it wouldn't be the food, not the restaurant. No,
0: it just yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, not the laundry either. No, I mean, you know what? Don't attack other maybe, people. Maybe just leave them. Maybe just not just try to them kill alone. them. I know. But this is a simple thing. Now, what was interesting about the AM was they sort of built this following. Mm. But then they all started getting caught, right? Now, so they're blowing up all <laughs> of these. Because they're
1: not bright,
0: well, usually. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So what happens is they start this bombing of Asian-owned mm-hmm. businesses, and then what happens is they started running short of funds, right? So they stole about they they had a warehouse robbery and stole about eight hundred thousand dollars. Did they think they were
1: like Robin Hood, yeah. taking for the rich to give to the? Poor.
0: Yeah, they bashed a left-wing activist in his home. Um, well, that's okay. And then a tip-off to the cops okay. led them to the stolen goods. Yeah. And his uh, Van Tongren's associates. So Willie and John Van Bitterthwick. <laughs> oh, we're seeing a pattern here. Yeah, we I think so. Right. They basically were arrested and then Willie turned informant and had led to the arrest of everybody including okay. Jack. Now, one of the things that was really interesting was they found something like 800 sticks of dynamite under, or gelignite under one guy's bed.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: They, did, they raided his home, they sort of lifted it up and there's all of this gelignite. And the police were, you know, what's this all about? And yeah. He went, oh, I'm looking after it for a friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, said, I said I'd take it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there was this whole, Just briefly. Yeah. Now, what happened was eventually there was a murder trial yeah uh, Van Tongren and five members were arrested for murder. Mm. finally, Van Tongren was sentenced in absentia because he was on hunger strike, but he basically got fourteen years in prison. Wow, and spent ten in there. Mm. Right? So he spent was 10.
1: anyone injured?
0: Well, there was a murder trial, so somebody was obviously very injured, like critically.
1: okay. so injured. in so in one of one of the times that he blew up a restaurant, yeah someone died.
0: yeah, essentially. I'm trying to work out where it was. I'm trying to remember. Because one thing to blow up restaurants is another thing to blow up people. Well, I think it might have been a case of somebody being blown up while the restaurant was being blown up. uh, Yeah. I mean, it's really – it's very hard to find that information. And I'm like, man, I've been doing some research on this and it's You have.
1: I can see you're sweating right now. There's
0: some deep, deep dives. Here's the thing. Okay. Put yourself in his position. You've spent your like, your, your formative years yep. blowing up restaurants and mm-hmm. stealing $800,000 worth of goods and then getting involved in a murder trial and getting sentenced to prison for 14 years, spending 10 years in prison. You finally get out. What are you going to do?
1: Oh, uh, go have a beer.
0: You'd think that's what most people would do. Yeah. Go and have a beer, sit down, and go. I might rethink my priorities. No, nope, straight back into it.
1: Straight to the Asian bakery. Straight
0: back into the uh, racist, race baiting yeah. Asians out, and it's the, this is the thing.
1: Well, a, lo- a lot of these, a lot of this ideology kind of like gets worse. I would imagine in prisons, right? Mm. Yeah. Because you have some pretty rough white wing looking guys in prison, I would imagine with all the tats
0: yeah there's all that sort of stuff now here's the thing was um they found that there were more there, there were lots of signs going up stuff being stickered up and then you know there was uh, van Tongren was instigating more attacks yeah so the police wanted to arrest him so they they sort of put a manhunt man out when they finally found him yeah. in Perth. Right. He didn't go far. No, he
1: didn't. No, he so he went. just gets out and then just does the same thing. And uh, but like his, a-
0: this is the quote I love. Right, where does it say? Yeah, Basically, I didn't want to get arrested by the police because I was scared they'd shoot me.
1: I'm really confused by
0: this guy. Yeah, right. Okay, you've got to wear-
1: You're scared about being shot, but you're yeah. just going to go around blowing people up.
0: Yeah, Right, so I'm going to hide from the police because I'm worried that they're going to shoot me. Okay. It's like, well, if you hide from them, if you just put your hand up and went, guys, it's not me, get someone else. But obviously this guy has issues. He went back to prison for another couple of years. He's now out. Again. He's very old. Still angry. Well, who knows? This is the interesting thing is no one has had any contact with him. Is Um, he
1: eating Thai food? That's all I need to know. Is he eating any kind of Thai or Chinese?
0: Well, what happened was he he left prison but he they basically said you can leave prison but you have to leave western australia right you got to go yeah we can't have you here anymore and he was gone right he's gone okay. he's now he's like and i think perhaps he might have finally sat down and had that beer yep. and gone i don't really yeah. want to do this anymore
1: no can someone Pass me the fried rice.
0: Yes, exactly. I really hope you <laughs> sat down with a nice steamed pork bun. Yeah. And a sink down. Dumblings and
1: are good. Why are we it. blowing them up? Chill. I don't know. Special fried rice. So do we have any more, or is that it?
0: Look, there are tons more, but as I said, I really want to sort of like I really want to talk about Yugoslavian terrorism because yeah. it's, it's fascinating. I really want to talk about the Hilton bombing, because it's fascinating. And I want to look at the rise of Islamic terrorism because There are some fascinating stories.
1: Well, why don't we do a part two? Let's do a part two. Let's do a 2 part Maybe do a
0: part three. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I'm going to have to do so much more reading.
1: I can't wait to see you sweat some more next week.